1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: The Wednesday week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm James, I'm your host for this evening and I'm joined by Dicky Owl. Rich, how are you doing? Good evening, uh, James. I'm very, very well. How about yourself? You've had a very
3: stressful evening, haven't you? Yes, I've been running around trying to sort out bloody paperwork for driving a car in in, in that French France place. And... I've, I think I've found them all eventually after a bit of a, a panic and a flap.
2: Have you, uh, have you moved your steering wheel onto the other side of the car?
3: you have to do that as well?
2: Yeah, it helps, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What paperwork? Next you'll paper, be paperwork telling paperwork
3: me, you. they don't all speak English in France. <laughs> no.
2: we'll, we'll, we'll have to uh, defer this question to our European expert, Dan Fudge. Hello.
3: Hello.
0: Bonjour. Uh, bon, bonjour, mon petit choufles. Um I'm concerned as to what paperwork you need.
3: Um, you need you need um uh, your, your V5C so your, your logbook, log book right uh, a full a full valid driving license proof well, of yeah. insurance which was the the one we had trouble finding and um proof of ID as well so yeah well, they rich, want you hello. to have a
0: hard, a hard copy of that while you're driving around France
3: Yes, uh, that's, that, that's just the documents you've got to have. There's, you've got to have a high vis yeah. vest, you've got to have yeah, breathalyzer you've got to have the kits. European
0: pack. Yeah, you've got to have the pack with the uh, the headlight switches and all that and the breathalyzer. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, kids, yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. into football in a minute, but you don't need a hard copy of all that. You'll be there all day. Do
3: you know what? I just thought I could walk in and say, I've met Anthony Joshua this week. Come on, <laughs> let me in, and I'd be all yeah. right.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Anthony Joshua met me, should I say. Sorry. Anyway,
0: are we all alright? was everybody's weak pin.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm 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 pretty good. Um, I think that you know, last week it was one of the more heated podcasts that we've uh, that we've had. And I missed it. it. I missed it. Oh, we was mint. Team, Team I, James I versus Team Fudge. I will um, tell you what happened as well. There was
0: a uh, there was some se- severe editing of that because you and I went on for about twenty minutes. Yeah, we did. And, I think uh, it was
2: longer than that. actually. I think it was more than <laughs> half an hour altogether. That that was just me and you going at each other.
0: Yeah
3: but
2: so I think it, it,
0: listening, listening back was some very clever editing there I think <laughs> on, uh, on Lord Hillsborough's behalf so w- well done there Lordy.
2: Now you had a real downer on things a week ago didn't you?
0: Yes yes, um,
2: it and I was like come on let's go along for the ride you never know what might happen um, now of course we went out on Saturday we beat Newcastle how are you feeling now?
0: Well I, I think it, what happened was I think the players heard yours and ours uh, heated debate and uh, and, and, and they thought well you know I like, I like the pair of these guys Let's make them both correct. So uh, so what we did, we ended up getting the three points. Brilliant. We're on the ride. We got three points. And we played very well as well. So, uh, you know, both boxes ticked. Let's move on. Let's keep doing it every week. You know what I mean? I thought,
3: um, yeah. But can we can we play them every week? Is what I, I say Newcastle. That's two games we played against them. And two best games of the season. probably a few, With a Norwich game thrown in there probably. But, you know.
0: Yeah. You're going to berate me for this one. And... No, no. Uh, and, and, and I'm not it's not a downer don't get me wrong he got a grumble he got a grumble um it's we've, we spoke about this in depth on this show and uh, you might agree James that when teams turn up against us and try and go at us that's where we're at our best that's where we're at, where we are at our most magnificent so there have only been a handful of teams that have gone do you know what Sheffield Wednesday they're a bit uh, a bit slow starting out let's go at them And we've ended up beating them, a la Norwich and a la Newcastle twice. Um, Have we been found out in terms of our tactics? I mean, I I think personally that Rafa was a little bit arrogant thinking that he could just turn up and do his normal smash and grab and and his big flowing football. But, you know, why why would you not be arrogant? You're spanking the league. Um, Do you believe that when we have to try and unpick teams, we're not the best at it, but when it comes to, you know, Playing, is playing on the counter the right the right way of saying it? But when teams come at us, we can absolutely destroy them. I mean, surely you must agree with that. It's not a grumble. It's not a grumble. The,
3: but- the, when when I was yeah. on the podcast two weeks ago, Fudge, we, you you said we, we somebody asked, I think it might be a load of, should, should we go from the start? And me and you both said yes. Everybody else was in and armoring, and they actually did that. But I think I think you're right. I think any club that comes to Hillsborough and plays football against us will have them all day long. Any club that comes and parks the bus, I think we've been found out and get un- unpicked really easily. Yeah.
0: I think it's is, as simple is, as
2: that. Is it a case of us being unpicked or just the fact that, you know, they're parking the bus? it's difficult to break down teams that, that do that. And in actual fact, we found a way to do it against quite a lot of teams this season. And this is a, a valid conversation because we're going to have this exact problem on, on Friday. Um, we've, we've done it against quite a few teams this season. We've managed to break them down. You know, last season, we didn't beat any of the bottom three. Um, this season, obviously, we've, we've, we've taken quite a lot of points from the teams at the bottom of the league. Um, but, you know, actually... You know grinding out and, and getting those results is, um, is always going to be difficult for any team you know we we've, we've seen you know Newcastle last week only just managed to beat Burton um and, and actually you know didn't 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 particularly play very um very well but um you know it is it's just about finding a way of, of winning those games which we didn't last season but we have this season
0: isn't it I, I appreciate that yeah no, yeah no I get that we have we but we should be unpicking these teams because you know we are going on last season and this season, we are the sixth best team in the league. We should be beating these teams. And this is probably where it falls down on on the the disagreement last week that I think we should be better than what we are. But because they're parking the bus, I think that there are times when we're not doing as well as what we should be. Like, I think a a good example of that is um, Wales in the Euros. When they came up against uh, England, for example, they could sit back and see what they could keep out. I mean, all right, they didn't they didn't manage it, uh, but they had a very good competition um, by sitting back. But there was there was one game, and I think it was the game after England. Uh, I think it was um, was it Slovakia, something like that. There, where they came up against a team who played very similar to they did, and all of a sudden Wales had to then take it to them because they needed the points to qualify. So, my, my, you know, my my point is what. I, f- I forgot what it is, but I just wanted to mention that. Lot football, Great, you know what well I mean? done. Great, good job. Yeah. No, uh,
2: just just bringing are... it s- slightly back on topic. Then Wednesday against Newcastle. Um, yes, they, they came after us was... and we were good. Uh, we were good, weren't we? We really were good. Yeah. That was, I reckon, that was our best performance of the season. I, I was I was talking to somebody
3: before the match in the pub, and he'll name. Uh, I won't name him. Uh, remain nameless. Uh, and he came up to me and said. Bloody Hooper, bloody. Hooper. That's Scottish, by the way. Right. Bloody Hooper, bloody, bloody uh, 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 Padale, and bloody um, Fletcher. Really? And they were the three. Yeah, he, he slagged them all off before the game, and then and then afterwards, I, I was, I was, you know, I was like, when I I'd kind of saw him from afar, I was just, 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 just a little bit, because I thought they were three, our three best players. Hooper, we are. How amazing was he? He was fantastic.
2: It's great to see, um, great to see him back, isn't it? And great to see him doing yes. what he does. And 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 you know, we, I, th- I think he does go a little bit unappreciated sometimes. And I think we've said this before, haven't we, about how um, he gets a bit of stick, probably quite unfairly. Uh, the difference he makes when he's on the pitch is um, is huge. But Stephen Fletcher, I mean, what a great form is he in now? Three three goals in. Two games, and um, you know he, he he looks like you know he missed a a, a really great chance, just didn't quite oh. catch the ball early on in the game, and um, you know it looks like he's going to score every time he, he gets the ball now.
0: His tails up, isn't it? It's it's nice to see actually because I I, I was always a fan of Steven Fletcher, and um, I think I became less of a fan after he signed for us. But yeah. I think what he's got uh, recently is uh, stronger running the team because he, he came in at the start and we were still finding our feet, we were still cohesing as we uh, as we like to word it on this show, and um, and then what he's done, he's got a bit of a, a stretch in the team now and he, and his tail's up and it's nice to see. I think he he fits in how we're playing right now. Now whether that's because Kieran Lee's not there or because uh, Jordan Rhodes isn't there or or the way I mean Gary Hooper is an absolute joy to watch uh, and. The way he plays football might sit really well with Stephen Fletcher. That that, that might be it. But um, but he's a, he's a he's a joy to watch, and he's the player I remember him being back when he used to play for well Sunderland.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He it, it does seem like he's on fire, and um, you know, him and Hooper seem to be the two now that that seem to be the most likely to to form a, a really solid partnership. Um, it's not bad having an option like Jordan Rhodes off the bench, though, is it?
0: <laughs>
2: that was nice to see,
3: wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It know, makes it. Um, and and obviously but it, it is nice to kind of have that. I mean, I, I, I think Fletcher surprises because he's, you know, all of a sudden he's crept up and he's he's, he's he's that's nine goals for the season now and he's hardly played, and that's that's, that's not bad, you know. It was surprising. I think it's a Rotherham game. That's his seventh and eighth of the season. You like, he scored that many, but he, he you know, he, even
2: his celebration one was fantastic. I love that celebration. Yeah, it was good. And some some great memes as well um, on Twitter after that as well. Mm. Uh, really good. Uh, obviously, we didn't have it all our own way and just before half-time, things could have been very different. Um, I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a, a kind of a an attempt from the halfway line at, at Hillsborough, hasn't it? But, um, you know, in terms of it's fair to say Newcastle had a, had a pretty off day, didn't they? they? They didn't do very much, didn't create very much, didn't look very good. But Shelby was what a, a just a, a, a league above, really, for them. He was a, a just a class above, wasn't he?
0: He really was. He absolutely everything went through him, uh, and when, when when he had the ball, you didn't know what he was going to do. I think, yeah, they were a little unfortunate losing Gale so early on, but then again, we we had Vincent Sasa on quite early on, so you know it swings around us for me but uh, jonjo is he's a cut above but i tell you what he's carrying some timber isn't he
2: <laughs> he's getting away with it though isn't he i mean that's that, that well, shot from it was inside his own half yeah. that was just i mean incredible <laughs>
0: Uh goalkeeper had it covered. Westwood had
3: it covered. It's alright. Don't worry really about Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> just. Do you know what though? He he was Shelby was was fantastic. And him, him and DR, mate, I, I think I'd be really happy if they were a part of our midfield, I'd be more than happy. Yeah,
2: Some people about disagree me guy, with me. We? Yeah, yeah. A- a- yeah apparently yeah. he's not he's not hugely well thought of among Newcastle fans just because of consistency issues that he uh, he has quite a few off days. Uh, to be fair, I mean he wasn't. He didn't. He, he wasn't particularly special, was nope. he? Against um, against, us. he didn't particularly shine. I think there was there was literally only one player in in black and white that, that really kind of stood out. What about if uh, if I pushed you for your man of the match? Who would you who would you pick out as being? I mean, obviously, I, th- I think Poodle got it, didn't he? From 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 Sky. Um, I, I I think this is tricky because I think everyone. To a man, played well. You know, even even Sasso didn't really put a foot wrong. Um, but I would, um, I'd pick out David Jones. I think I thought that he uh, everything went through him in our midfield. I thought he looked really solid, uh, the kind of player that we thought we were bringing in when he when he came in. He 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 really rose to that game.
3: He's one of those players that goes about his job really quietly, really diligently, and you don't notice him. Um, he doesn't kind of stand out. He's not that kind of player, is he? But I kind of I, I do like him. I do I do like Dave Jones. Um, he's never put a foot wrong. I think people just don't see him doing what Forestieri does or doing what Fletcher does. He doesn't he doesn't take the plaudits. He just he's a spoiler. I think is the term. Good phrase. A, Good phrase. A, a spoiler. I,
0: I, yeah. This is this is going to sound ridiculous, but um,
3: you're going to say it West, anyway. <laughs> is
0: magnificent, and when it comes to manage man of the match awards, because he's set such a high standard. Of goalkeeping, we don't really think about him in the man of the match anymore. Do you know what I mean? But he he has he made some cracking saves that day, and and he went through periods where it's very easy for goalkeepers to lose their concentration. And when he was called upon, he did the job. You know you know what I mean. There's nothing he could have done about their goal. um But I think that Gary Hooper may have edged him because. The way the way he moves around the football field is a joy to watch. I watched a game with a Newcastle fan and I said to him, just keep an eye on Hooper. You will notice that there is never anybody near him. He always seems to find like a yarder a circle around himself where he's got a yard to take a touch and pass it along and he's he's not always looking to sniff the goal as well. He's always got his head up looking for the pass and I'd have given it Hooper.
2: He he couldn't have come much closer to scoring either, could he? That, that that one that, against the yeah. against the post oh, guess, was it in like a yeah. minute into the game? <laughs> yeah, like the in, first few how seconds. How lucky
3: is that? I, th- I think it was it was definitely Hooper for me as well. I think he was my uh, um, man of the, man of the match uh, without a doubt. Um, and yeah, he just I just think I, I, it was tough to pick because everybody played really well on Saturday, and it's the first time we can say that in, in quite a while that everybody's played. You know, not just picking one or two out that have done all right. They they all played well and. It put a smile back on my face because I struggled. I struggled a lot after since the Reading game, um, and it, it, yeah, I'm smiling again. I'm more relaxed.
0: I, I do have to reference something though, Rich. Um, oh. I, th- I think it was yourself a year ago, the day after we played Newcastle, you uploaded the uh, the trendy uh, TBT app, Timehop, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I,
3: think,
0: I think you've written a status a year ago saying six games to go. It's all in our own destiny. Yes. Come on Wednesday or something like that. And, yes, uh, I was did. That yes. Before, or after the Newcastle game,
3: uh, on, it that, been before, that, that, it? well, that was it. Came up on my time hop last week, but it was from a year ago, wasn't it? So I yeah. just said, "Think." I think my, my tagline was, "Things don't change, are they?" It's <laughs> it's same it's old, exactly same. Exactly
0: old. the same. And so, uh, you know, glass half full, brilliant. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. Glass half empty. We've not got anywhere in a year, essentially. But you know, I I, th- I thought that was that was quite apt. So fingers <laughs> crossed, we can have a. Um, a decent running for the season but I, I want—I did want to ask you two guys how, how do you feel about playoffs and how do you feel about Fulham the
3: last game of the season
2: it's going to go down to Fulham isn't it I think I, I really hope it doesn't um, I hope we've got it tied up before then um, I mean from a neutral point of view it would, it would be amazing if it was a winner takes all game at Hillsborough on the last day of the season but we don't have an amazing recent record, do we? In winner takes all games on the last day of the season. <laughs> um, if so... it's a guarantee.
3: if you can say it's going to the last day and you'll win with a last-minute goal, how ecstatic would it be? But it's just getting there.
2: That's the horrible way, isn't it? We'd all take that, wouldn't you? I mean, that yeah. it would be a really nerve-wracking day if it if it came down to that. It really would. Um, we know we know that Fulham are dangerous. To be fair, you know, they've, they've had a little bit of a wobble of late. You know, we, we gave them plenty of opportunity to overtake us, which they didn't take. Um, you know, they, 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 they got the result that, that they wanted, which you'd expect them to do against Ipswich on um, on Saturday. And maybe they probably didn't expect us to then go on and beat Newcastle. So, you know, it, everything flips around again now, doesn't it? And pressure's back on, on them, really. They've, they've, they've got to um, try and overtake again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any of it. You know, I, I hear people who are saying, oh, we should be aiming for fourth or fifth now. Um, similarly, you know, we're looking over our shoulder. It's only two-point gap. And that, you know, it, it, we, we could in, you know, what, what 24, 48 hours' time, we, we could be back down in seventh. I mean, it's, um, it's tight. So I don't know. At, at the moment, in my mind, I just want to concentrate on us getting into the playoffs. I think I'll worry about the rest of it as and when it happens, if that makes sense. It's just the one, only... one one worry at a time in my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here. Let's yeah.
0: Just, just take it as it comes, and, and yeah, that's probably the best way to go. To be fair, there's there's nothing we can do to influence it. So, uh,
3: just
0: yeah. I, I want to say enjoy the ride, but it might be a shit
3: ride. But, it, what... but that's, well, that's well, all what it all is, like isn't the... it? And... The last, the last 10 minutes against Newcastle were that same. It's how it's the Wednesday way, squeaky bum cream, supplied by Lord Hillsborough uh, in <laughs> plenty
2: of supplies. Yeah. I, think, I think he's used up most of his reserves now. On the, uh... oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different kind of
3: fish though, isn't
2: it? That, isn't it? The yeah. last few yeah, weeks. What's he been using <laughs> it for? It, 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 is, it is a different feel though, isn't it, to a year ago? Because I think a year ago we were in the ascendancy and... Um, you know, it, it just felt like, we really felt like this was, it was meant to happen. And I think because this year, this season's had, you know, a different kind of path to it. And it has followed a different direction. Um, and so um, it just feels so much tighter and so much closer. And at the moment, we don't know whether or not, you know, we could finish fourth. We could actually finish 10th. Um, and, and, you know, neither would probably surprise us that much with how the season's gone. You know, we've been brilliant at times. Um, and we've been pretty awful at times. So yeah. it's you know, five, five games now and it all just comes down to grinding out those results, doesn't it? And, and and however we do that and, you know, we've got to have faith in in Carlos to be we able to should, do that. We should, we should talk when, not if. On that subject, there's been um, yes. playoff news this week, hasn't there? Ooh, uh, because they news. have announced the... Um, so they've announced when the playoff games will be but not who will be in each of those games. I feel like we need a jingle yeah. for this. So,
1: Playoff. Yeah. <laughs> so g-
2: game A, the first leg, is a Saturday, uh, is it half past five kick-off? Yeah, uh, yeah. Game B is Sunday, 12 noon kick-off. So um, I think we can probably all agree which game we want to be. Yeah. Uh, but yep, we don't know yep. which position we need to finish in in order to get that game. So, um, you know, who knows? My, um, my inkling on this, by the way, about, right? is that they are waiting to see who finishes in what position before deciding what it's going to be because if it's it's us versus Leeds you can guarantee that we will be the Sunday 12 o'clock kick-off and if it's Leeds against Huddersfield you can guarantee that that will be basically whoever gets Reading will be the Saturday game (laughs) and whichever way the saga lovers say as well so you know Oh yeah, we'll, well, we'll come on to that in a bit, won't <laughs> we'll we? We'll come on to that so, yeah. later. <laughs> um, the uh, the other bit of news this week about the uh, the playoffs is that the playoff semi-finals, I assume the playoff final as well, but certainly the semi-finals uh, will be the first championship games ever to have goal line technology, which um, I think I'm right in saying will be at every championship game mm. next season. But a little bit early, it will uh, it will be in the the playoff games as well. I learned That's- something new.
0: Yeah, that's great, Uh, but this kind of whole thing reminds me of, um, I think it was, what, 2015 when they brought out that you could pay by car tax via direct debit. You kind of think, well, where's it
1: been? (laughs) You know what I mean? Why's it (laughs) took this long?
2: (laughs) I still don't fully understand how it works. Do they have, like, lots of cameras set up that can... You're talking about direct debit for your car now or you're talking about the goal line I've just just I've just sussed that bit yeah I'm all right with that now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
0: I think there was a there was talk initially it was a um it was a sensor inside the ball but that started to manipulate where the ball went so now there's something in the ball that goes with the sensors over the line as far as I'm understanding. standing and it's and then there's also this uh, uses similar um, Technology is Hawkeye in tennis, so you get like a, a computer reconstruction of it all as well, which is which is lovely to see.
3: What happens, right, if they lose the ball? Because of the stand, right, and then it happens two or three times, and you have to go out. Then you have to go and find any old ball. So there might be a kid in the stand that chucks his ball. It's happened at Alum recently. I am speaking this one. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> it. And you get a ball chucked on, and he's got he hasn't got the thing inside it. What happens then? <laughs> what happens then, James?
0: Then, then what you do? You sit there and go, "Why are you taking a ball to the football? You bloody idiot! What's the <laughs> it? What do you think they're going to do? Here, yeah, us that ball with kick tires on the fence."
2: Does it? Does it have a sensor in it though? My understanding was that it was all just done by camera. That was that was the initial.
0: was the initial technology to have something in the in the ball, but I don't think it is anymore. I think it's more Hawkeye style technology where it's done with GPS and geographical location and. And all, all very complicated, highfalutin things that we don't know enough about, hence us doing this show and not working in, you know, physics. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know.
3: Would, would you like to know? When the circuit in the ball crosses the goal line, the electromagnetic field changes, and a computer automatically notifies the referee by a radio signal transmitted to his or her watch.
2: There we go. So there is oh, a sensor in the ball. Wow. in the ball. Hmm. Well, now we know. Um, oh, so yeah, on. if we do, if we make it to the playoffs, then we will um, we'll get first-hand experience of of goal line technology for the first time oh, at Hillsborough. Should be exciting. <laughs> do you think SAG will you be know, all no, right with possible. that? Do you think they'll allow that? You know, sticking yeah, extra I, I think, cameras
3: and I think stuff. There'll up? be too many, too many balls around the goal area. There'll be a ball around, possibly
2: nearer the crowd than it should be. So I we'll think it will be a whole. We'll you no, know, no, them. We'll have to reduce attendance for that just to take account of it. <laughs> Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dick Yow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday Week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers,
3: ciders, soft drinks and hand-pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. Now open on match days. I mean,
2: this brings us on to um, our next topic of conversation tonight, which is the steering group meeting, which took place at Hillsborough on Wednesday evening. Now, myself and Rich, we were uh, fortunate enough to, to be there. Uh, yes. along with kind of various other supporters groups there were what round about 30 people all together that, oh, um, yeah. that attended uh, along with um, the chairman Mr Chan Siri uh, there was the chief operating officer Joe Palmer uh, and um, the ticket office manager Alistair and Trevor who's the director of uh, communications who were kind of uh, on the top table and uh, lots of things talked about so let's get the headlines out of the way first and um I say, let's get this out of the way. I've got a feeling that we're going to be talking about this for many months to come. But first, subject to cover, there will be no blue and white stripes next season. It will be yes. effectively the the Arsenal shirt, put in blue and white. So yep. it will be solid blue shirt with white sleeves and Discus. a white collar. Brilliant!
3: Like Brilliant. it, like it. I'm you right you have
2: that you've that. mentioned this before, haven't you, Fudge? You, you've actually yep. you've, you've you've suggested before that you'd like to see it.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, I think that we get too bogged down in stripes. And, and I, I know that we used to play in hoops as well. And, and people are going, why aren't we playing in bloody hoops? But I think what, what we're forgetting is that colours are colours. And there was there must have been a time when Wednesday fans back in, what, I think it was 1973, 72, said, hang on a minute, why have we gone to stripes? And they must have had the same feelings as, mm-hmm. that a lot of the Wednesday fans have done on Twitter now going, we play in stripes. Why have we lost the stripes? I think... we need to also think about the some element of the fact that nobody wears stripes anymore as that's it sounds when was the last time you bought yourself a thick striped shirt for example for work or uh, you know what I mean even Sheffield United tried to get away from their stripes and a good few other clubs have done it and we've got a beautiful kit this year because we haven't got the stripes because they are as far as you Know modern day fashion is concerned, pretty bloody hideous, but I am really happy. With, if you can imagine that kit with the even with long or short sleeves and the modern cuts and things like that, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And if I hear Ipswich kit again, I'm going to set fire to
3: something. Oh, god, say yeah. I mean, I mean, when when James Hargreaves, um, our friend from Al's Talk, uh, did, did they do a podcast anymore? Have they just given it up? Where? So anyway, anyway, from Owls Talk. Owl Owl still. I remember I that, yeah. 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 Yeah, Um he when when he went to the club, I know his kind of major thing was, What can you do with stripes every year? Everyone wants the same stripes, but that means the kit doesn't change you know and 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 i think he found a constant kind of battle to sp- having spoken to him about it to literally come up with something different something fresh something new you know like apart from add a collar or take a collar off or, or you know make buttons down or whatever but it was the same old stripes um
0: i i know sorry i, I, rich. I i'm alright with I agree it i don't with you. i agree with you there, rich i'm sorry but if that's it sounds i think you can do more with stripes than let's say what liverpool do with their kit year in year out it just yes
1: yeah, true this
3: yeah. the
0: same thing every year no yeah but that that's the difference. That's the problem sponsor. you're going to have with football kits, isn't it? Essentially, mm. that, that, that's what you're going to do. And we have tried to do this with stripes, we've done these stripes. I mean, the one in 2011 12, the one with the Volkswagen logo on the front, I thought it was beautiful. I genuinely loved it.
2: Yeah, that was, that but, was good. Yeah.
0: But, you know, there's only so much you could do with it. And I think a change is nice. And, and I think it's going to be, it's going I think it might surprise a few people. It's a retro me, style it... with a retro badge. And I think, yeah. go on, give it a go.
3: The most important thing for me is it's blue and white and that that's the big thing for me it well you know I, I hope and I'm pretty sure listening to mr. chance here and at the times I've heard him at the steering group he'd, he'd never go down the kind of route of uh, of changing color um, I, I had some people try to wind me up recently who, who funny enough support decided the, the other the other side of the, the other third of the town um, city mm-hmm. um, they um, yeah they were trying to they're going to change it but I I don't think he'll change colour I think blue and white I think he, he would he would have horrendous kind of pushback from the fans if um, and I think generally people are alright you know uh, with it as it is but yeah there's still Ipswich mention that I've seen around there's still the um, people that just love the stripes for whatever reason so you know
2: hashtag strike yeah. wankers the the other thing to mention about the kits is that so the way this is phrased is that we will be manufacturing our own kits we'll be making our mm-hmm. own kits now let's just clarify that we're not going to have you know some people sat you know on the pitch during the week that uh, have got a little sewing machine actually making the kit or anything like that uh, it just pure, purely, means that, are, yeah, it purely <laughs> means that we are yeah uh, purely means that we are we're sourcing it ourselves so they'll actually be made in exactly the same factories that the umbro kits that the adidas kits uh that the Sondico kits are made in now, the difference is that we just design the kit ourselves and we deal with the factories ourselves uh, and we get it produced ourselves, uh, which Am is I... something that I think Southampton did a couple of years ago for just, just for one season. Um, yeah. So uh, the good thing about this is that it gives us... Well, there's a few good things about this. Firstly, obviously, it means that... Ultimately, the club will make more profit from the shirts than they currently do because there's no middleman that they've got to fork out money to. Uh, it also means, and, and this is quite a hard stat to, to get your head around, at the moment, the club has to place an order for shirts six months before it receives them. So um, if we're running a bit low on small and we place an order for new ones, it will be six months before they arrive well, so it brings that, that lead day. in town yeah it brings that lead in time right down so you know we can we can keep it in, in stock the sizes that we need to have in, um, in in stock it just generally gives us a lot more control isn't it
0: I think it's yeah. great um, Bristol City uh, do it they have their own logo uh, Bristol Sports I believe it's called and they have it with their um, and I've used Bristol City all the time don't I as a model but they sponsor a volleyball team a lacrosse team, a, a hockey team and all this, and their kit is all made by Bristol Sport, and it's uh, it, it's something, just like you say, that generates more profit, and again, like you say, we haven't got it, to wait six months for
3: shirts. Here's my theory on, on the, 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 the kit. The kit will be made by Chancery Kits Limited, for example. Okay. They will then pay Sheffield Wednesday X amount of pounds to take their kit. Yeah. fair play. Yeah.
2: Interesting. There we another, go. Another, another is that the theory? Round.
3: Is that the theory? Yeah.
2: Financial that, fair
3: play. Is, that, is that the way they bring commercial income into the club? And it's, you know, he's created a business to make kits. Makes sense, doesn't it? Good spot that, Rich. Good spot. Thank you. I like
2: it. I like <laughs> it. Um, so some other headlines from the um steering group. Um, turnstiles will be going cash free I'm guessing from next season although there wasn't actually a, a, a definite date kind of um, given um, so around the time that we're looking to make all the uh, the kiosks inside the ground cash free the turnstiles will also go cash free um, however there was a, a nod towards a kind of a concession whereby you will be able to top up your your season ticket or your membership card with cash that you can then use at, at these kind of contactless places rather than yeah. having to use a contactless card so it would mean that you'd have to go for example into the club shop beforehand and you give them 50 pounds in cash yeah. and they top your membership card up with 50 pounds um, so people that don't want to have to use a, a, a a credit or debit card they will that they, they are looking at kind of a concession so that you uh
3: joe, you joe, joe described it as a contactless uh, sorry a, a car a cashless stadium didn't they is yeah. what what they want of, they, did, they, they mentioned as Double well that they've had the
2: basically money that's been nicked so um and he, he, he you know he suggested that it was actually you know significant amounts and a real a real issue wasn't it yeah it's, yeah it's
0: a mess it's just a mess um there are some stadiums that do it. Like Southampton, for example, you can pay with contactless card, your own bank card, or you can have this card system that you sign yeah. up for. Then you get a little card and pay for things. There is literally no difference between the two. I don't understand why Southampton have their own going on. Or if you go to stadiums across Europe, and this is where it's an absolute disgrace. I mean, it is crap. You have um, you buy little tokens, little plastic tokens from a man that's walking around and these are the people entrusted to hold the cash and uh, you buy them from them and exchange the tokens for food and for, and for drink and beer and that on, on the stadium but the where it falls apart is for example for £10 you can buy 10 tokens but a beer will cost four and a half and then this, yeah. these chips will cost Four and a half, and then a beer will be another four and a half, and you can't buy two because the value's yeah. not the same. Oh, it's just an
3: absolute yeah. nightmare. Not the deal. Yeah.
0: If you've been to them, but if you're just playing contactless, I min. Mean, I mean, are yeah. there many people that don't have contactless cards anymore?
3: Yeah. The, 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 I, I think. Were, I think mean, they
2: surprised. There were, there yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: the um, older, the, the older generation, I think, might be your yeah. your, your area. You but, try I try mean, he it said nice it was sixty. I think the figure was sixty percent of transactions in the stadium now going through card so that's quite quite a high jump you know it's, it's only been in a couple of couple of months or so um, I was over
2: the moon I mean I'd pay for everything using I said I'd pay for everything using Apple pay if I could and then I don't need a wallet I don't need to take a wallet out just take okay. my phone out and job job done um but I know you know not everyone's like that and it's it's nice that the club are looking at, at some kind of backup option for it, people I- that really don't want to go down that that route
3: the fact they do it now I used to come to the match with You know I have it like 50 quid in my, in my wallet Or whatever And once I'd spent it That was it Kind of done But now I, I'm actually spending money In the stadium now You know By literally I can walk in And one of the kids Wants a drink Or a chocolate bar And it's just easy it's walk up Go a chocolate bar Boom Walk away Don't even have to get me You know Get my card out And that's it it's, 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 it's convenience And that's what it's all about You know
2: an interesting point with regards to turnstiles, even though they will go cash-free, uh, we will still have a little a little guy inside the turnstile that uh, takes your card off you and, and scans it and um, pushes the little lever thing with their foot to let you through. Uh, we're not going to go to one of these automated um, turnstile systems and um there, there are a couple of reasons kind of given one is that it's a bit more difficult to spot people that are sneaking through on a, you know, under five when they're yeah. 40. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Chancery himself actually said, didn't he, that uh, another one of the reasons is, um, he doesn't want to have to, um, lay off the, the staff that, that, that currently do the turnstiles, Definitely. which was, uh, you know, a really nice thing to, um, to say, um, Thinking about other things um, on the subject of catering, there was a lot of talk about having some uh, kind of little kind of pop-up kiosks for local food providers. And um, Is that about the you know, time when it got a bit boring like and a
3: bit dull, and I started stirring a little bit?
2: Was that probably? Was that point? Yeah. That's when you started <laughs> like writing me notes and passing them to yeah. me. I'm this, like, Rich, I'm trying to concentrate dull. here. I love um, you, James. All yeah, stuff. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Big news for, uh, and this is really relevant for us because we we know that we get quite a lot of overseas listeners to the uh, the podcast who like to keep up to date with what's happening. Uh, that next season, I think we'll become the first club in the football league that will stream our home games live on the internet uh, to uh, overseas fans. So if you live abroad, overseas Overseas only. You won't be able to do it in this country. Um, and that, I think that's Football League regs, isn't it, that stops you from yeah, uh, from doing that. But if you live over overseas, you'll actually be able to watch the home games live through the Wednesday player service. It will be more expensive than the current Wednesday player subscription is. There'll be kind of like a, a tiered system. If you want to watch the, the games live, you're going to have to pay a bit more. Uh, but I tell you what, I mean, if you live in Australia, uh, where you probably can't even watch the games that are live on Sky, I mean, that's... Uh, that's going to be brilliant mm. isn't it for fans yeah. around the world that's going to just reengage so many people yeah i think i
0: think it's amazing that i mean uh, I, I remember joe cramp who lives in south africa he's very excited about the whole thing there's our friends from new york you've got uh, james and paddy they're very excited about the whole thing does anybody else think though that you know some of these people are really clever when it i mean i've got my playstation set to american netflix because you know it's better uh, there, there are ways around it through proxy servers and things like that. It Surely, does that not, absolutely?
2: You know... I'm I so just thinking, it, yeah, it, just get one of our US friends to set up a VPN that we can. Uh, switch on it? and we're sorted, aren't we? Look at you with Flash at VPN. Yeah, right, Yeah,
3: we'll talk, we're talking <laughs> proxy servers and VPN now. VPN you. with the uh, the ITA onto the uh, <laughs> USD. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think it's great, and I think living in Southampton and uh, knowing a man.
3: I might be able to watch it myself. <laughs> yeah, to get it
2: on Cody.
0: <laughs>
3: oh yeah. I just want to suck up on my two kind of highlights of the night. There were lots of things and there were two two particular things that that that, that kind of and one of them was from one from, from a guy, I think he's from the the Cricket Club, I'm pretty sure he is. And he um he was talking about uh, his kids at one point and the kids. Uh, and he also mentioned um about that song, as he called it, as as I shouted out, If You Don't Funky Bounce. Um, and he was worried about his kids um, he, hearing the, the actual words to the song. So what he does, he gets up and he jumps with them so they can't hear the words. And they sing If You Don't Jump and Bounce, which is fine with the kids. But then he went on to actually ask the club if they could put out a request to fans to stop them swearing in If You Don't Fucking Bounce. And I was—I think the whole room was like,
2: "What?" Mm. Even it, it, um, it, it, e- even the top table were a little dismissive of it, weren't they? Yes. Any anybody that 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 thinks their kids
3: aren't going to learn to swear at football needs their Eid looking at. Even I know my kids have learned to swear after Riley's uh, wave, shall we call it, at QPR two or three years ago. He, he certainly learned to swear at a f- football, uh, even like though that. he didn't know what he was doing um, after his so- wave. Yeah, he he, he basically at a QPR fans. I've not told you the story. Oh, he was, we're, we're sat, it was we sat. It was a day. when uh, Magoub and the, the whole uh, Joey Barton penalty kind of did. Um, I was I kept, we lost two one in the end. But anyway, um, Riley got up before the match. The QP and you know how tight it is at QPR. And looked over the QPR fans and basically they did the wanker sign at them. And I'm like, Riley, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he absolutely, genuinely, no idea what he was doing. He just thought, he thought well, they were doing it to me, Dad, so I was just doing it back. Brilliant. Fair play. So then I had to go through <laughs> and explain what a wanker was. So that, that was a little bit more difficult. <laughs> it's just, not a conversation yeah, really you want tough. in, uh, in no, your way and no, at Loftus yeah. Road, is it? Dad, where did the babies come from? <laughs> Whoa! It's, you know, it was one of those type of moments for me. So, <laughs> and so how old were you at the time, Rich? It uh, would be about six. <laughs> Do you know what? He really warmed my heart when he did it. (laughs) it? I felt the proud dad that day. Yeah, absolutely. I um,
0: I I think it's one of them though where uh, it's unfortunate and it's a um, it's a it's a hotbed of emotion a lot of the time. And people, I know I do it. I I use a lot of swear words for for emotion and outpouring and to emphasise a point or to drive home a bloody good punchline. But um, but it is it is a side effect of of football. Especially in the environment, it is, and I think uh, my my mate Ash, who takes his boy Lewis. You guys have met him to the uh, to the football. They have a rule that they don't repeat anything outside the football yeah. in 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 life, as it were. Uh, so uh, if, if if you know when I see you again at the uh, at Hillsborough, and we'll uh, we'll bring Ash and Ash and his boy, it, m- remind yourself, remi- remember to ask me or ask Lewis what the rule is about football, and he will chant back. Don't repeat what Uncle Dan says at
3: football. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Rule. I love that.
0: That's my input into my godson
3: there. My, my my other highlight of the evening, the funniest bit of the evening, was at the end when um, we did a bit of product testing for for Joe Palmer. So <laughs> he brought, brought an energy drink out, uh, which is a product of Thailand. So and they're talking about becoming a partner for next year, and he wanted to get everybody to try it. So he handed all the cans out. We all kind of plastic cup to put them in, and one by one. The cans got opened and exploded all over the bloody place. Every single can. <laughs> in fact, when they King really opened the side of us, uh, it, it kind of jetted across three people, uh, across me, me, James, and nearly at the guy at the side. Of him, not far off as well. It was we were proper got sprayed in um, in any drink. Uh, and what was it, What was the name of it? Black. Black. What was it called again? Uh, black power. Black power. And it, it it's, never. It, it, Black. Yeah. It's called Black Power. Well, he said the name'll change, but it was called Black yeah. Power, and it, what is it keeps yeah. you going for for something about uh,
2: lasts for hours. Last Black for Power. Last wow. For hours. I've that got was, dv- wow. dv- I've got DVDs that. on a similar theme, but probably <laughs> slightly, <laughs> slightly different story there.
3: Yeah, I did see your eyes light up when that came out. That, that, so, <laughs> that, 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 uh, so they they were my two highlights. It was it was the. Um, this, this, I'm gonna say stupidity of the question, and then the the funny. Uh, it just shows my sense of humour. I think it, well, uh, it was it was
2: funny. Um, I think the thing about the steering group is that I mean we could sit here for probably another two three hours and talk about everything that was discussed. There was a lot discussed about um, the uh, capacity at Hillsborough problems with. Uh, the safety advisory group. I know that the, the cop end, particularly Cleggy, are very hot on this. They've started a petition today. Uh, and I think, you know, anyone that's kind of interested in that, look up the cop end on, on Facebook. I think that's something that they're really driving. Um, although I think it's fair to say that we're, we're probably all, you know, absolutely behind them. In, in that sense, the club very frustrated about issues regarding uh, capacity and number of seats they've been able to give out this season. Um Tons of other things that were were, were talked about. Uh, the Jordan uh, Rhodes deal. He is definitely our player. He belongs to us. Was the uh, exact phrasing of the uh, of, of the chairman. Uh, there, were, there was there you was know, stuff talked about in terms of George Hurst and his contract, David Hurst and his position at the the, the club, which he uh, you know he no longer works for the club. There was a lot a lot talked about merchandise. I mean, we we could literally spend. Uh, the rest of the podcast and probably another one or two couldn't we talking it through what what i would say is that i um i wrote i, I think a, a, a relatively thorough uh kind Dossier. of lowdown of of everything that was uh everything that was said at the meeting which you can find on our website which is the wednesdayweek.co.uk uh and uh our good friend malcolm who uh, also goes along to these these meetings he uh, he tweeted um, I think probably slightly more than uh, the stuff that I reported on as well, because there were a few that I thought I'm, I'm not bothered about that. I'm not going to bother <laughs> including that. So be- between uh, our, our website and Malcolm's Twitter, uh, if you, if you look at Malcolm Fox on, on Twitter, you can get an absolute, you, know, you can get a proper lowdown of, of what was said. Now, what, what okay. kind of, I wanted us to just touch on slightly was kind of like, you know, the behind the words, the kind of the mood and the feel that you get, yeah. because, um, you know, I, I thought that Mr. Chansiri might seem, you know, five five games to go. We're sixth in the league. We've got a couple of teams, you know, hot on our tails. I thought, you know, we might see a a, a slightly tense, slightly stressed chairman. But um, he was cool as a cucumber, wasn't he? He was Absolutely, laughing yeah. and and joking. And you know, every time we have one of these meetings, I think his his English seems to have improved. He seems a lot more confident talking about things. Um, he seems more confident being open and being honest. Um, and and I. Thought you know it was a, a really productive meeting and, yeah. and just reminded I, me of how much different the the way the club is run now yeah, yeah. to previous regimes because I think I'm, uh, gonna, I'm I'm going to highlight I'm going to pick out Joe Palmer here as being you know an absolute example yeah. of that because this this is a guy that is so open and so honest and any question that gets asked you see him either ready to answer it or scribbling it down on a bit of paper thinking I've not thought yeah. about that that's a good point.
3: Yeah, I think they genuinely do uh, take on board what what we think. I mean, the, the, the question was asked about the catering, you know, should we bring it in-house? And then, you know, along of the whole... Tri- I'm not saying we did made the final decision, but they, they asked the supporters. And I think a couple of things that, that, that Mr Chancery said, uh, when it, the, the stadium got mentioned, the West Stand, etc. Uh, and the uh, It's Got Boobs, um, all, all that kind of came up. Um, and one of the things he said about the stadium was, when it comes to a time when we need to redevelop, which won't happen till we're in the Premier League, um he'll, he'll, he'll discuss it with the fans. He, you know, it, it, new stadium or, or do we redevelop? He, he, his personal opinion, he said, was to, to move. Um But he said, if you fans want to stay here, we'll stay here. If you want to move, we'll move. And and that you can't ask for anything fairer. I don't think than that that so he, he you know is that open about it and we'll take it on board.
0: How would you how would you guys fall on that? Let's 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 discuss that. So if the choices to move uh, let, let's say we're there, let's say the choice is in front of us now and we it came down to a vote. How would you guys go on that?
3: If if it helped the club progress, so for example, we got a stadium, fifty thousand seater stadium, let's say, for 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 argument's sake, that you could hold um, let's say uh, concerts there. Outdoor concerts, and somebody could come and pay a million quid of a concert at Hillsborough. Or, or wherever the stadium is it mm-hmm. then becomes actually something that people it becomes actually making money on non football days and i think that's real key to it is making you know not just on a saturday every other saturday for me right. so I, I i'm open to it
2: to a, to a move yes
0: okay what about you james
2: um personally I, I i uh i i agree in terms of the fact that i love hillsborough um you've got to bear in mind that the one side of the ground is built onto one of the busiest main roads in Sheffield um two other sides of the ground are built as close as you can to um you know housing estates that have been there for many years um i personally think that moving stadium is probably inevitable um i i just don't know how you are able to redevelop um you know, the whole ground needs redeveloping. It's not just one stand that needs redeveloping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we know that the West Stand is is in most need. Uh, but, you know, I always think when you walk up and down the ramp from the top to the lower of the, uh, the North Stand, and you just stick your head over that and have a look at the back of that stand, and you realise there's about 40 years' worth of crap down the back of there. You know, it, it's... <laughs> It is, it is a it's a, it's a state. It's a mess. There's only probably the south stand that that comes up to any sort of standard at the moment. You know, mm. redeveloping and, and and rebuilding football stands is not something that you can do in three months during the close season. No, nope, So totally right. how, how quite how you do that unless yeah, you do one stand at a time and you take the hit that you have to say to people, sorry, some people are not going to get a season ticket this year because you, the north you know, stands I mean, out of see. and yeah, the yeah, north we're, stand holds
3: eight thousand people. Ain't happening or how many
2: people it holds. Yeah. And uh, it would yeah. be more than that one. It'd probably be like what is yeah. it maybe fifteen in the um maybe maybe Ted is it in the north, I don't know. What what whatever it might Something be. Like that, yeah. Um <laughs> you know, if, if you're losing that number of seats for a season, um and you know, that happens every year for four years in a row to redevelop one yeah. of those stands, is that viable or do you do what pretty mm. much every other club has now resolved to do, which is it's a lot easier just to be building a new stadium elsewhere? Yeah. As, as I, much as I love Hillsborough,
3: I'm I'm definitely open to the you know the possibility if 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 it helps us progress. I I, th- I think you you both surprised me there
0: actually. I thought you'd you'd both of you'd go down the route of well it's, all, it's bloody Hillsborough it's our all yeah. we're, we're staying that's what we're doing. And you've actually surprised we're, me because I know a lot of Twitter have been saying that actually. we're modern
2: men.
3: You know, we're, we're change it's,
2: agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we're we're, I'm, we're I'm, open to things. It, it is cutting your nose off to spite your face, isn't it, to, to do it? Because the yeah. problem is, you know, people complain, oh, why, why aren't we able to sell that? block of seats at the end of the north stand and it's because the stadium's just not you know, it, it, it's not up to scratch they can't get a safety certificate to have that many people in the north stand because the stand is not Jesus. good enough to, to, to have that many people in it and, and the um, side
3: would have nothing to say about a brand new stadium whatsoever they would have nowhere to go on that <laughs> but hey, I um, it's down the road isn't it?
0: I'm I'm kind of torn between the two of it. I I, I think that uh, having you know living in Southampton like I do and seeing what's happened to the old Dell site, there is some lovely flats on there now, and um, but I look around at some of the pubs around the area that that must have gone. Oh my life! This is kind of my livelihood over here now. You know what I mean? It was a, there's a pub around the corner called the Winston. That's a privately owned little place, and it's you know. It, it, I think for the first season that the uh, that they went down to St Mary's, they, there was a bus there that went down there. However, the stadium's not a million miles away from where the other one used to be. It's 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 in walking distance. It's a 20, 20 30 minute walk. Um, would it still be in Hillsborough? Do you know what I mean? We, we don't know because what I don't know, do hate, What I'd hate to have, what I'd hate to have is that god awful situation they've got down at Brighton, where it's a four day camel ride on a bloody train that you can't get on or off. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean? I still want to be able to walk down what? to the stadium from a, from a, you know, still in Sheffield and that sort of thing. I, I wouldn't want it to be at you know, an industrial estate in Worksop, for example. They're
3: all out of town developments. they, these new stadiums, though, yeah. and well, I want to yeah. sit at the edge. You know, there's there's areas. I mean, there's, there's that spoof one about down near Meadow Hall, There's room, the space at Ecclesfield, and you know what I mean. There's kind of. um
2: Catcliffe there are, kind of the, that sort of area jumps to mind, doesn't it? Near, yeah. The the, the, yeah, the yeah, airport yeah. and kind of Sheffield Business Park. There's a ton of land around there, which is just off the parkway. So you think in terms of getting there from the city centre quite easy, getting from the motorway for away fans quite easy. It all kind of you know it As makes long as sense it's not in it, Sheffield two, that's all right. I I actually, I came up with a theory uh, about three years ago and and my friends laughed at me for this and I said, why are we not talking to the council about we take part of Hillsborough Park and we build a new football stadium on it and in return... We then, once, once the, you know, the, the develop, current football yeah. stadium is, yeah. is not down, we pay for that to be turned into you know, some kind of really fancy state-of-the-art sporting complex or whatever to replace the Liking bit of Hillsborough Park that we, that we take. And my mates were like, no way, that'll never happen. That's a stupid idea. And I still stand by it. I still say, you know, if, if we want to stay you know, close to where we are now, Hillsborough Park is massive oh. and it, it doesn't yeah, but, need to be that big. They could lose part hot. of that park if they're going to gain a better facility out, out the other side of it.
3: If you've ever been to, to Liverpool uh, and Everton, they literally got Stanley Park in between the two of them. And, and they talked at one point about actually having a joint stadium or, or just Liverpool a stadium, but in Stanley Park and, and doing exactly what you just said there. So, yeah, it, it makes makes sense. makes sense. It ticks boxes for me.
2: Anyway, I, I guess we'll see on that front, won't we? So, um, yeah. if, if you do want to catch up with what was talked about at the steering group meeting, the Wednesdayweek.co.uk, you can read uh, the uh, the news piece from from that meeting, and um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, many more meetings in the future, and we'll we'll bring you all the uh, all the gossip as and when we uh, we hear about it. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding, or anniversary. Maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 7 856 54 or 14 232 6121 Let's talk other Wednesday news from this week, and to be fair, there isn't very much. Uh, one thing that was really nice to see was um, our... Ongoing partnership with the Children's Hospital. Now, some of the players went along to the uh, the Children's Hospital this week, where um, they're I think they're building some new wards, aren't they? And um, I, I'm We're right building a, new the, a new wing on it, a yeah. new yeah, wing, yeah, yeah. um, That the first team players have agreed to donate their wages from the Cardiff game on friday so 90 minutes of their salary they will all be donating to um to the appeal which you know you think 90 minutes of someone's salary that's not very much when it's footballers and when there's an entire team of them that's a decent amount of money and that's a really nice gesture right. it's
3: about as much as i earn in, in a year that i think <laughs>
2: 90 minutes for so much, especially for, especially for fletcher it's, it's, <laughs> it's probably more isn't it yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: but it's nice. We've we've talked about this before, haven't we? About how you know the club's going in a, a certain direction, but not losing touch with uh, with yeah. the community.
0: I think the uh, the best photo I saw from the whole thing had to be Glenn Luton's with the young Sheffield United girl. Yeah, I, I, I think. And and then somebody tweeted, you know, this is this is your club. This is what you're doing. And there was uh, Billy Sharp there saying, well, "We want to get promoted so we can beat Wednesday twice." And then yeah. on right. the other hand is. You know, it doesn't matter. Look how well this girl is, and and you know, and and I'm glad we're putting something back into the community. And I think that genuinely showed a great contrast between the two clubs for me.
3: Yeah, just just stay in your own house. That's uh, yeah, you you've got promoted, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just look after your own stuff, yeah, and we we worry about side. you. We worry about us. Awesome.
2: Um, <laughs> I think I honestly think that's about it for Wednesday news this week. I can't really think of anything else. the The only th- other kind of story that's been knocking about is. Um, is about the fact that it's Carlos's 100th game coming up, which has prompted yes. all kinds of different stats and and this, that, and the other. Um, and I'm going to mention uh, one, which is that uh, Carlos. And we've we've sort of talked about this before. Carlos has um, the third best ever um, win percentage of Sheffield Wednesday managers, uh, and, and the best since uh, Vic Buckingham in 1964 with uh, with his win percentage, which is, um, you know, not a bad stat all in all, considering the fact that some fans will tell you he's the worst manager we've ever had.
0: <laughs> I, t- I think it's a bit of a false statistic, though. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Do you know what I mean? I think you know, you've got a completely different era of football there. You're in a different level. You're not in the top tier. We're in the second. And we're, you know, we've spent 30 million more quid than Vic ever did. You know what I mean? I think it's... Uh, but you can still only either win, Joe,
2: or lose games, can't you? Yeah, yeah. There were there were no more games to win in the '60s than there are now.
0: Yeah, but they didn't get Premier League's Jordan Rhodes or whatever the bloody hell, you know whoever they bought then. I think it, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great stat, but given the uh, funds that have been put into the club and the support that the club gets, when we you know that's why we've been so pissed off for years is because we you know we pay our money and and nothing ever seems to get any better. But Given the money that's gone into the club, he should be getting that amount of wins, if not more.
2: I see that miserable, funny-ass fudges back out then. Well, you
0: know, we all we all well, agreed on the We got, on, we got the through stadium. half an hour, but <laughs> it should it should be winning more. And like I said earlier on, at the start of the show, half glass, you know, glass half full. We're in the playoffs, glass half empty. We are in exactly the same place we were a year ago. Exactly. We haven't moved anywhere and spent in quid.
2: Let's move on before we have another fudges <laughs> Sure
3: bloody win man. Right, Easter weekend coming yeah, up then. happy clapper.
2: <laughs> Easter weekend coming up uh, Two, I mean, whoever we play, they're going to be two huge games. Five games to go. We're sixth in the league. Uh, but they really are two very big games for very different reasons, aren't they? So Friday um, is the visit of Cardiff. Good old Colin Wanker uh, back in uh, back in Sheffield, be playing his mind games this week by tipping Wednesday as the team that he thinks will go up in the um, in the playoffs. He's a he's a clever sod, isn't he? Um, is I I honestly think that this will probably be a harder game than Newcastle in terms of the fact that Cardiff will come. We talked about it earlier. They'll be happy to park the bus, uh, but he will get their players seriously fired up for this, won't he?
0: I don't think Cardiff need firing up to play also. Did we not single-handedly cost them promotion a few years ago? So, uh, you know, they ate us already. Um, and they've got Colin in charge as well. With no, uh, you know, And this time, he's got no eyebrows. So, you know, <laughs> he is going to park the bus. He's going to make it very difficult for us. But I think we should go out there and do it with against Newcastle and just absolutely try to smash him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. From the off so we're going for the uh the gunho approach yeah why not works for me um eastern monday um a very different game but um you know difficult for for different reasons uh qpr who have i mean since uh, ian holloway's been there they've been a bit up and down haven't they they've, they've they had a good run then a bit of a bad run um and um you know at the moment they've you know they've they've, they've won a few of their recent games and seem to be hitting some kind of form i think the season is done and dusted for them isn't it they are you know very much kind of a mid table mediocre team this season but it did look for a while like there were going to be a relegation battle so um uh, i mean it's always difficult going to loftus road isn't it
0: loftus loftus road is a um is a great old-fashioned stadium. I really like it. It's one of those little, small, tiny, old-school mm. ones, uh, like a mini Eelsborough, as it were. It's making it but, really
3: close to the opposing fans and, yeah, wave at yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Wave at yeah. Them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but, I mean, Hollerhead went there and uh, I think he lost something like eight on the bounce. I mean, you know, his record was only bettered by Gianfranco Zolas, who, which, which has got to go down in one of the worst appointments in football in history. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I... I they're capable of getting a spanking, and I don't. And it's going to be very difficult to dupe their players. I I would expect nothing more, nothing less than three points from that game.
2: What about the weekend yeah. as a whole? Then, what's what's your? Um, I I would guess that our points hope for all of us will be six points. But what what do you genuinely think we'll take from this weekend? Four.
3: Four is good, but I'd, six. I, I we
0: need
2: to, six. we need six. Simple.
0: Where we are, we need to be looking higher than where we are. We need to be looking up, not down. Six points, please.
2: Yeah, I think, I think we've actually we'll got hard, four, But I wouldn't harder, be happy with four. Yeah, I think we've got harder games to come after this weekend. Um mm. And you know, I mean, ultimately, we've got five games to go. We need to win five games, don't we? Yeah, to yeah be absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely certain. The fact that we've got Fulham on the last day of the season is fortuitous in the regards that we can we can actually afford to lose one of those four games between now and then and know that it's still in our own hands. But, um, don't tell them that. You know, I, we should really be thinking that way, should we? I think that's you know, more kind of like the practical side of my brain thinking rather than anything else. Um, yeah, I, d- I totally agree with you guys. I think that, you know, we've got to be aiming for six points and I, I can't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to take six points. We're playing two mid-table teams. I haven't really got anything to play for. We should be able to outfox them. We should be able to, um, you know, do do what needs to be done and just get those you- get those wins. Do you know what, I'm more astounded about? That
3: you are a practical side of your brain. I was
2: going to say, yeah. where did you just Why slip, slip that in there? That? that got away in there, didn't it? Yeah, oh, a practical side. <laughs> I'm, when, a, fa- I'm when, a very practical guy. Finish? The thing is that you, you guys only see me when I'm absolutely leathered. <laughs> <Like>, Money <laughs> to it's Friday, I've. Yeah. Yeah, right. I... I yeah, I've four radio stations, you know. I've I've got a brain, oh. it works sometimes. Chris Evans now or something. Um Right, um well I think that just about brings us to an end of proceedings. Um does anyone have any um little bits to drop in for tonight?
3: No, I was I, I was just looking through when when you said about there wasn't much news this week. I was just having a quick look. I like news news now. If you've you've used that before, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you can, yeah. So I, I don't know. There's a little bit about Tom Pope that was being formally charged. Been told off. Yeah, he's been told off by FA for being a bit of a dick, which he was. Um, uh, yeah, I noticed that. And that's 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 kind of what I've noticed this week um, in my little bits. That's, uh, apart from that, now note Dan Fudge.
0: Well, I've got nothing going on. Uh, I sit around in my pants till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I've been oh, job the other mate. week. So, you know, I, I, I literally have nothing going on. I, I think
2: You uh, could get all... a YouTube channel out of this, Fudge. Well, yeah, all Not in your is... pants, for God's sake. Yeah, I being... pants, yeah. Man Fudge in pants, yeah. Fudge in his pants.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the, you know, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could periscope that at some point. Uh,
2: so its can did... do is... Do you suggest you should call it "man fudge in his pants"? That just sounds yeah. absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Everything about that statement is wrong.
1: Uh,
0: it's it's something for my uh, for my large gay following. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
0: but all I seem to do is watch repeats of um, Big Bang Theory and The Goldbergs at the minute. So all all I'm doing is walking around talking to the cat. Ignorant sub never speaks back, but. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be up and around the job centre news.
2: <laughs> nice. Um, so if we want to see these horrendous videos of you in your pants on um, on Twitter, where are we headed?
0: Yeah, if you uh, if you Google Man Fudge Pants, uh, right. and, uh, top, top hit, I'll be there. Uh, or you can just find me on Twitter, at Dan Fudge. Uh,
2: Rich, where are you? Currently, I'm Googling Man Fudge
3: Pants, uh, is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look at them some cracking pair. just google it and have a look what comes up it's cracking oh. pair of strikes them um, Yeah, you can find me at
2: Dickie Owl on Twitter uh, if you want to get hold of me I am at James Marriott um, obviously in the uh, in the Riverside as ever before the um, game on Friday and in London for the QPR game on Monday if you're around if you want to say hi uh, drop us a line it would be lovely to hear from you uh, you can always uh, get hold of the podcast on twitter at twwcast um, you can drop us an email to podcast at the wednesdayweek.co.uk and um, I, I would just like to confirm that under no circumstances should you google man fudge pants and they actually cost nineteen ninety nine for those well
1: wow.
3: yeah they're a decent pair of slacks. I quite like them
2: I'm, I'm ordering some shortly Wow. They're not bad. I'm not not sure about the ones that are 120 quid though. Uh, No, I wouldn't pay that for any man man fudge pants. They're less good. I
0: couldn't get a a bum cheek in any of them.
2: (laughs) Anyway, thank you for your company this evening. Um, Hopefully normal service with Lord Hillsborough will be uh, resumed next week. In the meantime, have a brilliant Easter, and we'll see you
1: real soon. (laughs) That's 16-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosch! Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? participate in restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com for more information see you later this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan
1: network talk sport powered by fans